peace or war? Finally, there's the thorny question of the role of war in forager societies. Some scholars imagine ancient hunter-gatherer societies as peaceful paradises and argue that war and violence began only with the agricultural revolution when people started to accumulate private property. Other scholars maintain that the world of the ancient foragers was exceptionally cruel and violent. Both schools of thought are castles in the air, connected to the ground by the thin strings of meager archaeological remains and anthropological observations of present-day foragers. The anthropological evidence is intriguing but very problematic. Foragers today live mainly in isolated and inhospitable areas such as the Arctic or the Kalahari where population density is very low and opportunities to fight other people are limited. Moreover, in recent generations, foragers have been increasingly subject to the authority of modern states, which prevent the eruption of large-scale conflicts. European scholars have had only two opportunities to observe large and relatively dense populations of independent foragers in northwestern North America in the 19th century and in northern Australia during the 19th and early 20th centuries. Both Amerindian and Aboriginal Australian cultures witness frequent armed conflicts. It is debatable, however, whether this represents a timeless condition or the impact of European imperialism. The archaeological findings are both scarce and opaque. What telltale clues might remain of any war that took place tens of thousands of years ago? There were no fortifications and walls back then. No artillery shells or even swords and shields. An ancient spear point might have been used in war, but it could have been used in a hunt as well. Fossilized human bones are no less hard to interpret. A fracture might indicate a war wound or an accident. Nor is the absence of fractures and cuts on an ancient skeleton conclusive proof that the person to whom the skeleton belonged did not die a violent death. Death can be caused by trauma to soft tissues that leaves no marks on bone. Even more importantly, during pre-industrial warfare, more than 90% of war dead were killed by starvation cold and disease rather than by weapons. Imagine that 30,000 years ago one tribe defeated its neighbor 
and expelled it from coveted foraging grounds. In the decisive battle, ten members of the defeated tribe were killed. In the following year, another hundred members of the losing tribe died from starvation, cold, and disease. Archaeologists who come across these 110 skeletons may too easily conclude that most fell victim to some natural disaster. How would we be able to tell that they were all victims of a merciless war? Duly warned, we can now turn to the archaeological findings. In Portugal, a survey was made of 400 skeletons from the period immediately predating the agricultural revolution. Only two skeletons showed clear marks of violence. A similar survey of 400 skeletons from the same period in Israel discovered a single crack in a single skull that could be attributed to human violence. A third survey, survey of 400 skeletons from various pre-agricultural sites in the Danube Valley found evidence of violence in 18 skeletons. 18 out of 400 may not sound like a lot, but it's actually a very high percentage. If all 18 indeed died violently, it means that about 4.5% of deaths in the ancient Danube Valley were caused by human violence. Today, the global average is only 1.5%, taking war and crime together. During the 20th century, only 5% of human deaths resulted from human violence. And this is a century that saw the bloodiest wars and most massive genocides in history. If this revelation is typical, the ancient Danube Valley was as violent as the 20th century. The depressing findings from the Danube Valley are supported by a string of equally depressing findings from other areas. At Jabal Sahaba in Sudan, a 12,000-year-old cemetery containing 59 skeletons was discovered. Arrowheads and spear points were found embedded in or lying near the bones of 24 skeletons, 40% of the, of the find. The skeleton of one woman revealed 12 injuries. In Offnet Cave in Bavaria, archaeologists discovered the remains of 38 foragers, mainly women and children, who had been thrown into two burial pits. Half the skeletons, including those of children and babies, bore clear signs of damage by human weapons, such as clubs and knives. The few skeletons belonging to mature males bore the worst marks of violence. In all probability, an entire forager band was massacred at Ofnet. Which better represents the world of the ancient foragers? The peaceful skeletons from Israel and Portugal? 
or the abattoirs of Jabal Sahaba and Afnet? The answer is neither. Just as foragers exhibit a wide array of religions and social structures, so too did they probably demonstrate a variety of violence rates. While some areas in some periods of time may have enjoyed peace and tranquility, others were riven by ferocious conflicts.